All right, I've got my water. That's good. Everyone's well. Enjoying the small break from the heat. We are, absolutely. So during 2020, we had COVID. Wasn't it just the worst year of all years? Like really, (laughs) it was just a terrible year. Um, And here we are in 2021 and we still have remnants of it. One thing that I can recall very clearly from 2020 is conversations that I'd had with people, things that they'd said but things that I'd said that often went something like this. I can't wait till we get back to normality, yeah? Can't wait till we get back to normal. I I can't wait till all of this is over and and there's just something better for for us on the other side. I I think I said that or at least led that in nearly every, every conversation that I had And the truth is, I guess, our lives were turned for 2020 totally upside down. And the thought of any sort of normality sort of gave you hope. You know, it gives you hope. It's light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. You know, something that you can reach for, something that's going to make you feel comfortable, knowing that your kids are going to go back to school, that you'll be able to travel more than five kilometres, that I can go to a shop that I want to go to more than once a day, go to a shop that's outside of the area without taking the back roads, hiding from the police, not that anyone did that, you know, um, all that sort of stuff. But the thought that, that I want to bring to us today, because I actually think that God always shows us all that he has for us. Yeah? And I've said this multiple times. When we really look into the eyes of Jesus, he doesn't show us what we lack but he shows us what's available for us, yeah? The difficulty is when you're bringing a message or sharing a thought, sometimes people feel as, because the Holy Spirit convicts and convinces, sometimes people go away feeling, oh, you've only shown me where I'm lacking or what I need. No, no, God's showing you what's available for you, for me, for all of us, yeah? If we're all longing for normality to return in 2020, the problem that I have is what happens if normal was broken? What, happen if no, what happens if normal's not very good? What happens if what was normal isn't really what we should be grasping for, hoping for, you know? You know, we're, we're nearing the end of February and, and I think that we need to start understanding what it is to be planted in his house, planted as a people, yeah? Because if we're truly planted, then there, there are some things that go along with that. If you call yourself a tennis player, you call yourself a Christian if you call yourself a tennis player generally you play tennis pick up the racket you practice you hit a ball call yourself a footballer you don't walk around with a soccer ball unless you're in Europe because that they call that football that's a bad analogy but if you're in Australia and you say that you're a footballer you've got an oval ball if you say that you play football and you carry one of those rugby balls it's because you're from the wrong state you know but generally speaking you know if you're a chef You've got knives, you cook, you do stuff. Yeah, It goes, goes along with what you're called. And if we're planted, if we're going to flourish like a palm tree, if we're going to grow like the cedars of Lebanon, then we, you and I, need to decide what our normal as a Christian is going to look like. What's it going to look like for this year? Coming out of 2020, moving into 2021, what's it going to look like? Yeah, Acts 2, verse 42, I'll read the first part of it. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And I'll just stop there for the moment, if that's all right. All the believers devoted. All the believers devoted. I I love this. All the believers, not some, not a handful, not a majority, not even a minority. 
yeah? But all of them, absolutely all of them. So it already starts off this particular verse showing family, showing a team effort, yeah? This, this is what I think church is, family. And I, I, I think church, it means that there's things that we do together. So all believers were devoted, totally devoted. Now, I guess sometimes we need to unpack what devoted means. And, and the Greek word for devoted is proskaterio. Yeah, it actually almost looks like proskater, something like that. That's what it looks like when you look at the word. But it means to attend to constantly, to persist in, persevere in, continue steadfast in. That's what it means. So all the believers attended to constantly, all the believers persisted and persevered in, all the believers continued steadfast in. So then it leads us to the next part. What were all the believers devoted to? Well, the, the rest of that, that verse, all the believers devoted themselves, one, to the apostles' teaching, two, to fellowship, three, to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper that we just did together, yeah, and four, to prayer. Apostles' teaching, fellowship, connection, communion, and prayer. That was their normal. Is that fair? That was their normal. In Acts, that was their normal. They did these things almost daily, yeah? Almost daily, they did all of those things. They shared meals. They fellowshiped together. They got together for prayer. They did this stuff daily. It was repetitious, yeah? I'm not suggesting that we should do that daily, but certainly this was their normal. And the outcome, the outcome of their normal, of all the believers being devoted, this is where we need to start to dream what we want our new normal to be. The outcome of that is the rest of, well, almost... But the next five or six verses, 43 to 47, and it reads, A deep sense of awe came over them all. That's just the start. Because they were devoted to the apostles' teaching, because they were devoted to connecting and fellowship together, because they were devoted to communion, because they were devoted to prayer, a deep sense of awe came over them all. Well, that, it just that alone sounds like an awesome church, just quietly, right? And the apostles performed many miracles, signs and wonders. Not some, not a handful, not hoping for, many. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. So they learnt to live a generous life, yeah? They sold their property and possessions and shared their money with those in need. They were super generous. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So because of their devotion, a deep sense of awe fell on them. When we were worshipping today, when, when Ryan stepped into that space, when Andrew was touched by the Holy Spirit, when the team were on that same page, and it was that crescendo. For me, here at the front, a deep sense of awe. I just had the tears running. It didn't matter what the song was like before that. It really, like it just didn't. But this space that we walked into, for me, a deep sense of awe came over them all. But because of their devotion, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship. It's not the programs. Yeah, it's just not. But it was their devotion. Their consistently being there, attending, persisting, persevering in, steadfastly. A deep sense of awe. Man, I love that. Imagine if you and I could be so devoted. Some of you probably are. Yeah, please, I'm not saying that you're not. 
but their normal. Imagine if we could be so devoted in this new year. Imagine if our normal looked like something like that. What sort of year could we have? You know, like, you know, we've just come out of it, that average year, COVID. We'll just call 2020 COVID. It's just easier that way. You know, living through a really average time in our history. But when Acts was written, the Jews of the day were living through a really average time in their history. You know, they were under Roman rule. Yeah. They were coming. They were now stepping out of Old Testament into New Testament. And that in itself, if you said that you liked Jesus, loved him, followed him, the guys over here in the Old Testament, they hated you. Because their hatred for Jesus was huge. Yeah? And in amongst this history, yeah, where, where it was normal for their families to abandon them, it was normal for them to find themselves out of work if they followed Jesus. Yet they were devoted every day in the face of that so much that a deep sense of awe fell over them all. And each day the Lord added to their number daily. I mean, that's awesome. That's exciting, isn't it? Like that is. That's exciting. If we take anything from today, what we need to put into our spirit is simply this. Devotion is more than just a decision. It's a discipline even in the face of difficulty. One thing I've learned about devotion, though, it starts as a decision in the face of difficulty, yeah? But you learn to actually just run with it and love it. I've seen my son, Samuel, go to gym, and he gets up at 5.30 in the morning. He's 14. It's insane. 5.30, gets up, makes noise, bangs, leaves lights on everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Leaves plates unwashed, walks out the door at 6 o'clock so that he can go to gym. Now, we just had a five-day lockdown. He's been doing that for two weeks. If that, we've had a five-day lockdown. He goes, I'm going to lose all my physique. <laughs> it gets better, it gets better. How am I supposed to get up at 5.30 now that I'm used to sleeping in? <laughs> he, only, he was only doing it for two weeks. And he's, only, he's had three days off out of the five. Devotion, once you start, you actually get into a rhythm, Yeah. We get into a rhythm. So the question for us in 2021, what should our, what should our normal be? What, what should you and I be devoted to in 21, 2021? And the first is Scripture, shouldn't it? As a Christian, if we're going to call ourselves Christian, Scripture would be a good, good start to be devoted to Scripture. All the believers were devoted to the teachings of Jesus, the apostles' teaching. And the apostles' teachings for us are the Scriptures, aren't they? Yeah? The Gospels are a, a, a life that was alive, that was captured and written. And so if in 2020 we're saying that we can't wait for life to go back to, to normal, maybe that should be our normal. Because he, here's some horrific thoughts. You know, I can't wait for normality to kick in. I can't wait. You ready for this? These are stats from the US. And they say we follow closely in their footsteps, right? So... They suggest, these stats suggest that devotion to Scripture pre-COVID was average. Right? 
So here's some of the stats. 32% of Protestant believers, churchgoers that they'd interviewed, only 32% said that they read their Bible every day. 32%. I don't know if they interviewed 10,000 or 200, but 32% of those that they interviewed, is that fair? So what that means is that 68% of the churchgoers, the believers, didn't read their Bible regularly. In fact, that survey suggested that 12% of those that they spoke to said that they read their Bible rarely ever. I can't wait till things go back to normal. I can't wait till COVID's over so we can go back to normal. I can't wait till some normality in life because this is freaking me out. I don't want that freaking normal. Come on, you can't possibly want that normal. That's not a normal that we want to walk into. So what's our new normal? If we're supposed to be devoted to Scripture and we want to go back to normal, we can't go back to that. It's in reading our Bible where we learn to, you know, for those that were here weeks ago, where we learn to one another, one another, isn't it? The Bible teaches us how to do that. How to one another, one another. This is where we give Holy Spirit everything He needs to speak into our life. Because the Holy Spirit will only ever speak to you about Jesus, and that's where your revelation comes from. But if you're not in the Word, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, Holy Spirit's got nothing to talk to you about. Yeah? This is where, the Word is where, it's what informs our lives. When, when I got fir- first got saved, actually, my kids wouldn't even know what I'm about to say. It would make no sense to them. Who remembers Melways? Who remembers, for those that aren't from any other state, that it's better than Refidex, it's better than UBD, Melways was the best and always will be the best roadmap in Victoria, amen, in Jesus' name. When I got saved, when I got saved, we would say that the Bible is the Melways to your life. So always have it, always read it, always refer to it, you know? Because that's where you're going to get instruction for your life. So if the pre-COVID normal is for a majority of believers not to read their Bible, I don't want that normal. Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. This is where you and I, we read the word, but better still, this is where the word starts to read us. And this is where our moral convictions are forged and formed in this place. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. In 2019, 65% of Americans considered themselves Christian. 62 said they considered themselves deeply spiritual. Yet only 16 of those people reported, I make moral choices based on what the Bible says. I know, right? Man, no wonder the world is all upside down and crooked and twisted and we think, man, don't people read the word? Well, no, they don't. I don't want that normal. We, we deserve, as Christians, people who are planted, who are flourishing, who are growing, yeah? So read the word. You don't have to recite it and know it that well, but get it into your spirit because you'll forget more than you'll ever remember, but the Holy Spirit can take and bring anything up he likes. Yeah? No wonder the world seems upside down. You know, maybe the reason there are so many believers, so many churchgoers that seem to believe things today that are contrary to Scripture, let's be totally politically correct, maybe it's because believers today are not reading the Scriptures 
the very place that their and our moral compass is formed and forged. Maybe that's why. And maybe when we're speaking to people in that place, that gives us a gracious entry into the conversation. Yeah, rather than pointing a finger and judging, if we understand why. I don't want that normal to come back. I want a new normal. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture. I love that word all. Isn't it great? All scripture. I don't want to give to God. All scripture. I don't want to give of my time. All scripture. I don't want to love that person. All scripture. I don't want to spend time with them. They're ugly. All scripture. I don't want to drink tea. All scripture. Yeah. All scripture. This is God's this is God's will. The place that it's revealed. It's in his word. So if this is where God's will is revealed, then if you want revelation, I don't ever get a revelation. Read the word. His will is revealed. Read the word. You'll get revelation, I promise you. So maybe if you're not reading the word, then everyone's got a smartphone just about these days or a computer or a tablet. Get the YouVersion Bible. Just read the word of the day. That's it. Start there. If you already read the word of the day, maybe read a chapter. If you already read a chapter, maybe decide to, to read the Bible in a year. But just pick a starting point and step up. It's not about what you're not doing. It's about devoting yourself. It's about bringing yourself into a place where God can do a work inside of you in Jesus' name. This should be where, where we make 2021 normal, normal for those that are planted in his house. You know, we need to be devoted to connection. They were all believers. Again, not some, not a handful, not just those who ate meat, not only the vegans, all of them. They were all devoted to fellowship. That meant meat eaters hung around with vegetable eaters. You know what I mean? That can be really hard. That means coffee drinkers had to spend time with tea drinkers. I mean, it sounds like heresy, but the Bible's telling me that all people hung around together. They all did it. Like, heaven forbid. That means I'm going to have to put tea back out. Why? Why, Lord? If it wasn't for that old scripture, that page would be gone. It was normal for them to meet regularly. It was normal for them to meet regularly in their homes. It was normal for them to meet and talk about the apostles' teaching. Yeah. You know, 63% of churchgoers attend a church once or twice a month pre-COVID. That's America. They actually reckon once every three weeks. We're probably twice a month in Australia moving to once every three weeks because we, we do follow closely behind. But in fact, the survey discovered that 30% attended church seldom or never of those. Seldom or never. You can't be planted if you don't go to church. You just, you just can't. I can't be a plant. Someone doesn't plant me in some soil. It doesn't work. I can live in a pot for so long, but it actually stifles my growth. And after a certain amount of time, you can take me out of that pot, but it's too late. Memory's kicked in now. Yeah. They said they were believers. They said they were churchgoers. You know, we wanted for so long for normal to come back. 
You know, when we were facing our year, our 2020, but our normal, that normal's already broken. <laughs> and so we have to create a new normal. You know, they say in a majority of churches in the US, no more than 35% of people engage in a small group, in a friendship group, on average, in churches. It's probably close for us too. But the early church was different. Now, I understand that there are some times that you can't, some nights don't work, some people work, they've got young kids. I understand all of that, that's okay. But it's not about not being able to attend. What's happening in the heart when someone doesn't want to attend? When someone doesn't want to be around other believers because their devotion to scripture, their devotion to connection, to fellowship with one another were two of the four things that brought about a deep sense of awe and a move of God where he added to their number daily. Yeah? It's never, you know, small, I just want to say this, you know, small groups, connect groups, friendship groups, whatever you call them, I love them, I grew up with them, but you know what? It's not about what you learn. You always learn something brilliant, you do, if you're prepared and go with an open heart. And we do our best to buy curriculum that captures the heart of the church that we can journey through together. But it's not about that. It's about each one of us has value in God's eyes. Each one of us adds value to the groups that we attend. So when someone says to me, I don't know, I don't understand these small groups, I don't understand, what, what do we get out of them? Slap! What's that? What do you get out of them? It's what you bring to them. It's what you add to them. It's the blessing that you become to those that are there. And if you go with that heart, I guarantee you, you'll get something out of them, yeah? And in some of them, you'll get a real coffee. In some, you have to have tea, sorry. Devotion is more than a decision. It's a discipline even in the face of difficulty, yeah? You know, 2020 was a tough year. We all wanted it to go away and we all wanted some form of normality. You know, since COVID began, again, in the US, 48% of churchgoers on average seem to have completely disconnected from church altogether. I don't want, I don't want that normal. I, I just don't. Whether there's 10 of us here, 5 of us here, 100, 200, doesn't matter for me. I love here. I love being with brothers and sisters, family. I love the worship. You know, for me, I, I could just sing in worship because there's something as we come together. We could sit around a round table and have this discussion. You don't need someone like me up the front preaching. That's the format that our churches run in here. But, you know, but it's the connection. It's being able to do that. And what COVID has done is robbed us of the very thing that makes us who we are. It's robbed us of connection, of, of touch, of feel, of hugs, of kisses, high fives, being able to catch up. You can only have five people in your house, two people in your house, three people, five, 30 people. But I can go to the tennis and play football. Oh, my goodness, don't go there. Don't go there. It's not political. Go, stay away. But it's scary that so many didn't go to church, you know. It's just scary for me. You know, I long for a house so in love with Jesus that we love, that we love, that we love. In fact, we long to come together because we're planted and we're devoted just as much to each other as we are to Scripture. Amen? Even in the face of COVID, devoted to one another, talking about the apostles' teaching, Scripture, praying for each other, yeah, talking and taking communion together. I love the other day, um, Ray, Vicky and I were here for a prayer meeting and we were just chatting about stuff and Vicky just made a, a passing comment and the comment was this. She goes, it was my church family that helped me get through, not 2020, 
But as you know, for a lot of you, you know that she had the tumour that had to be operated on. They did tests that were inconclusive. They had to do more tests and PET scans. And, you know, because she had a tumour that had cancerous cells in it, but they couldn't work out if they were benign or malignant, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she's got phenomenal faith. But while we, the three of us were sitting there, she goes, it was just my family that helped me get through that time, being able to share the journey with them. And I come up with this really bad analogy because most of my analogies are usually pretty poor, but they work anyway. It's like this. If I carry 20 kilos, I can carry 20 kilos. I can do that. It gets a little bit heavy over time. But if I've got three others and t- somehow we can space that 20 kilos out, it's just much easier to keep walking together, yeah? Now, I could probably carry 100. No, I won't go there. I can't. So, but the point is that if we carry, we can carry each other's burdens together. And together, it actually makes it light. Yeah, we're not supposed to shoulder burden alone. We're supposed to do it together as family. This is what they learnt, to be devoted to one another. And that's why they, they began to live such a generous life. Because they realised, well, I need this, but they need that. And they just started to share stuff. And it just worked. But it worked because of their devotion. Amen? And I reckon for us, you know, the third thing from this passage of Scripture, we already do communion together, but maybe prayer would be a good place to start. Maybe praying together. You know, they were devoted to prayer together, remembering the Scriptures together. They would do that. All the believers, all the believers prayed. I love that. This is not to make anyone feel guilty. It's not but it's the heart behind it, you know? We don't want extra nights out. I don't want extra nights out. An extra night out means time away from my wife and away from my Xbox, yeah? <laughs> I, well, I just, hey, this is, we're all about being open, honest, and transparent, yeah? I don't need another night away from my Xbox. My skills are already so bad, I need to practice them regularly, <laughs> So it's not about just another night out, but it's about coming together, finding a connection yeah, where we have something in common called Jesus yeah. and praying, not wishing for where and what we, where, you know, he's to move, what we would love to see him do in our community, in our church, amongst our, our family. You know? I love the fact that there was a deep sense of awe. I love the fact that... the Lord added to their numbers daily, but I love the fact that the disciples were able to do many miracles and signs and wonders. We've seen signs and wonders, but I am so tired of the times that we've prayed for people for different things and they've not been healed. And For me, spiritually, they have been healed, but we haven't seen the physical outworking of that yet. But I want to see the physical outworking of that. You know, I want to see... uh, Alan Berryman up with MS walking. I want to see someone who's got a back complaint that they've had for years, not having to go to Cairo again to get through the next three days, but totally touched, healed, strengthened in their bodies. Many miraculous signs and wonders. That follows devotion that they had to Scripture, devotion that they had to one another, and the devotion that they had to prayer. Yeah? You know, this is, this is for all of us. How's your prayer life? Really? As an individual, how's your prayer life? If all your prayers came true, how holy would they be? 
got to stop praying for Tatsalotto. Like, if, if all your prayers came true, how many other people would be helped? Like, really, the, the, I'm speaking to me too, yeah? If all your prayers came true, how many specific people would make it to heaven because of your prayers? You know, we don't want to go back to normal. Normal was broken. We need a, a new normal, yeah? And maybe, maybe the lack of devotion to Scripture and to connecting and to prayer is why Jesus isn't a central part, yeah, of so many believers' lives, maybe. Because devotion is more than a decision. It's a discipline, even in the face of difficulty. And as a people that are planted believers in 2021, you and I, we can create a brand new normal, brand spanking new for this year. We can devote ourselves to some things. The outcome is worth it, isn't it? A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property possessions, shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together in the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Deep sense of awe. And an increase, not just for bums on seats, but people who are being saved. Yeah, Man, that, that for me is exciting. Why don't we all stand if that's all right? And can I have the worship team up? Would that be all right? Well, at least the keys for now, I reckon. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. You can, no, no, actually, can you come up and play the guitar with Andrew? Because when you guys were doing that during our practice, there's just a really heavenly space. I want us to be a family that's more connected than ever before. I long for that. I want us to be a family that's devoted to the apostles' teaching, that's devoted to Scripture. You know, I want to be a family that prays together in 2021. So while we're standing, I'm going to ask everyone just to close your eyes for a moment. Not because I want to steal your wallet or your purses, but because I want Holy Spirit to speak to you as an individual. Yeah? And so picture your God, picture Jesus the way that you see him. And I want to ask a couple of questions just for a moment. What is he saying to you right now as an individual? You know, do you, do we need to devote ourselves to Scripture? Do we need to make time to read it? Do we actually need to give time to let it read us? Do we need to be devoted to people in our family? Do we need to open our home? Do we need to consider a friendship group of type? to be connected one to another so that we can one another, one another. Do you need to pray more? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you in your heart for you? I want to open the altar today just for this. This isn't about what we don't have. It's not about what we don't do. But it is about this.
I want more of you, God. I want to be devoted so that I can live in a deep sense of awe of you. I want to be more devoted in areas of my life with you so that you can add to our number daily. I want to be more devoted because that's someone who's planted, who's flourishing and growing in the house of the Lord. That's what they do. Sometimes we need to make a commitment. Samuel need to make, needed to make a commitment to Fed Uni. He needed our commitment because they want a monthly amount. But together we committed to pay for that so that he could devote himself to that however hard it may have been for him to get up in the morning. So maybe together as a family, we need to make a stand and say, I want to be devoted. I want to be devoted to the Word. I want to be devoted to each other. I want to be devoted in prayer that we may see a deep sense of awe fall over Ballarat, that we might see numbers saved into the fellowship of churches in Ballarat in Jesus' name. If you're prepared to make that devotion, this is between you and God, no one else. You might already be there and that's okay. You don't need to come forward. But if you want to take up the challenge, that Holy Spirit is speaking, then I invite you to the front that together we may hold hands, so to speak, and pray for each other and see what God does in our new normal of 2021. Amen. If the rest of the worship team can join the guys, um, that would be great. Spirit speaking to you, I'm just asking you to walk to the front an old friend of mine used to say sometimes we have to step over the chicken line has given me when I open up my mouth miracles start breaking out I have the authority Jesus has given me when I lift my voice when I lift my voice and shout every wall comes crashing down Jesus has given me When I open up my mouth Miracles start breaking out I have the authority
to heaven and even those that are in your seats please feel comfortable enough to raise your hands to heaven point them to those that are at the front and we want to pray we want to pray an impartation of God's spirit that when we open up our mouths yeah miracles start breaking out that when we lift our voices things start falling away because we've devoted ourselves and when we've devoted ourselves, a great sense of awe falls upon us because the Holy Spirit's all over us and God moves. So Father, right now we just pray for an impartation of You, Holy Spirit, that You would touch every believer, God, those that are at the front that are making a decision for You. Father, that are saying, I want more of You. Help me to be more devoted. Help me to read more. Help me to connect. Help me to pray, Lord God. Lord, our desire, our heart is for a move of You, that You would move in such great strength and such great power that we would see numbers added to the fellowship daily, those that are being saved. Lord, touch every person now, God. When I lift God. my voice. When I lift my voice and shout. Holy Spirit, right now, fill. comes fill crashing fresh. down. I have Lord the authority. That Jesus has given me. When I open up my mouth. Miracles start breaking out. I have the authority that Jesus has given me. When I lift my voice and shout, everyone comes crashing down. I have the authority that Jesus has given me. When I open up my mouth, 
miracles start breaking out, I have the authority that Jesus has given me. Lift my voice. Oh, when I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority. You are my champion. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you've won. I am who you say I am. Crown me with confidence. I'm seated in the heavenly place undefeated. With the one who has conquered it all. You know, as we devote ourselves to the Lord more and more and more, what He does is, however it works, because we have all of God, everything that we could possibly have is inside of us. But as we move our tent pegs, there seems to be more. And what gets birthed is missionaries, yeah? What gets birthed is people with a gift of healing. What gets birthed is people with a sense of courage to share their faith. Yeah, what gets birthed is the people that fall under a sense of awe in God's presence. Where family is devoted, where family is growing, where family is flourishing. So Father, this day, God, Lord, you know every heart that stepped forward. But God, you also know every heart that step forward, Lord, and still remain in their seats. God, we've all done that too. So, Lord, we ask for that impartation now, that you would seal, God, with your holy kiss, all that you have imparted, Lord, today. Father, that you would lock away, Lord, the contracts, so to speak, Lord, that people have made to say, we want to be more devoted to you. We're starting somewhere to walk closer to you. And I thank you, Father, that when we draw close to you, <laughs> you draw close to us. What a powerhouse the church of Ballarat will be because of people that are devoted to him. Amen. So we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. As everyone's walking to their seats, we're going to sing that last song, the I Love You. I figure if we're going to be devoted, let's sing a song as a prayer of devotion to Him as we close, as we go on our day and our way, yeah?